Sure, you can do the intros. Welcome to Project Bradford, episode zero, released February 11th, 2021. What are you going to be talking about this episode? This episode's going to be called Staggering Exposition. So, might as well start with why do we need another podcast? This was something Tim and I have been talking about for a couple years. And due to non-disclosure agreements and things like that, I wasn't able to do uh, under my previous employer. Now that my employer is me, I can do it. Uh, so Tim and I said, let's do it. And he said, go have fun. So this is what I'm doing. It's called Project Bradford. Uh, I wanted to call it Bradford's Variety Hour. But that was saying that the podcast was going to be an hour. I wanted to call it Bradford's Variety Show. Uh, and the reason is, is not every show is going to be the same. We're going to categorize them as we do them. Uh, some are going to be exposition, like this episode is. Some are going to be long-form interviews. And that's really what drove me to start this. For those of you who remember, way back when, in the 80s, there was Tom Snyder's Tomorrow Show that came on after Late Night with David Letterman. And it was a long-form interview, about an hour, if I remember right. After that, there was the Bob Costas Later Show. Uh, people have said that David Letterman's now doing this on uh, his Netflix show. I've been wanting to do this of Let's Have a Discussion. Uh, AV Week's still around. I'm still going to jump on it. I'm still going to do other things. But this is my chance to talk to people, to get to know more. It's not solely about AV people. And they'll all be AV or technology related. The idea being is let's learn. Let's talk. It's not just going to be about, ooh, what's the next technology? Don't forget your disclaimer. Yes, I'll play the disclaimer. The views I talk about here do not necessarily reflect the views of Ifat Chowdhury or other people. Uh, doesn't reflect the views of Tim necessarily. Doesn't necessarily reflect the views of my friends, my enemies, my wife. I would say my coworkers, but it's me uh, or anyone else. It's my opinion. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, hopefully it will give you some, something to think about. There's also a couple other little things going on. Uh, a lot of the stuff we do on AV Nation is live to tape or live to recording because who uses tape anymore? Uh, and that's something I understand and I do and I enjoy it. But there are times I want to be able to talk with people and not necessarily worry about the time. So there's going to be editing. There'll be retakes. Just so you know, I am putting your bloopers in after the credits. Great. There'll be bloopers after the credits now. I don't know what we're in for. Tim doesn't know what we're in for. Matt's already decided he, he needs to come and take over the show so I can see what it's like. So we're going to see what happens. It'll be an adventure together. Hopefully you're going to have fun. Or two, it's going to post every Thursday. Uh, it'll be here on AV Nation. I'm also going to cross post stuff onto the Advisist blog. Yes, that's how it's pronounced, Advisist. Uh, for this episode, I didn't book a guest on purpose. Uh, I decided I was going to do an exposition episode. 
So this one, I'm going to talk a little bit about my studio, how I do these things, because people have asked on Twitter, and I think it's worth sharing some of the tips and tricks. I will say I'm going to put links to things in the show notes. If it's an Amazon link, I'm an Amazon affiliate. I'll be honest, I'm going to get a little bit of payment for it. People sometimes wonder why I use this or recommend that. And a lot of this is just stuff I've found that works. So with that, let's jump into a little bit of exposition about how my studio works. Because like I said, people have been asking on the Twitters and I got to give my fans what they want. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, as I said, I'm going to go through my studio, go through the basic components of it. I'm not going to have go into every single detail uh, because I think it can get a little overwhelming. The other thing is, of course, I'm going to want new content in the future. Uh, at the heart of my system is an ATM Mini. It has, from Blackmagic, it has four HDMI inputs. It has two stereo inputs at micro line level, one monitor out, and one USB-C out. And the USB-C looks like a webcam to the computer. So you can hook it up to Zoom, to WebEx, to Microsoft, to GoToMeeting, to BlueJeans, Corduroy, take your pick. It's one of the things I like about it is I, it's interchangeable with all the different operating systems. The way it works is you have the four inputs. You can select any of those four inputs to be routed out. You also can do a picture-in-picture -picture with it, a downstream key, and an upstream key. So I can do a lower third if I want across the bottom. I can do a green screen behind me in real time or change it in post-production. And I also have the ability to use the audio coming in on the HDMI cable. So that's all set up and configured either through the software, using your computer, through the network using an ethernet connection and ip connection or through the controls themselves there's only one control i can't get to which is the downstream key or the lower third that you need to have the software to use because the system can be used with open sound control it opens up a lot of possibilities that i'm going to touch on as we move through the system the next piece of the system i want to talk about is the Elegato Stream Deck. I have a Stream Deck XL, which gives me 32 keys. Each key can have multiple functions. They have little LCD color displays on them, so I can have the situations change when their functions change and give me an indicator. I use this to send out commands to various things, not just to the ATM uh, Mini, but also to QLab, which I'll get to in a minute, as well as using it in my normal day-to-day -to -day software. The fact that I can do a quick key or quick text becomes very powerful. So for instance, when I'm filling out a web form, I have a button that types in my email address. I have a button that types in my street. I also use it to keep track of tools as I'm moving between pieces of software. Not every Adobe piece of software has the same key sets. So I create a button that's labeled crop and using profiles, if I'm in Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator 
or Lightroom or even Preview on my Mac, the same button does the same features. It also has the ability to send MIDI notes, which we'll talk about here in a second, as well as other commands. Uh, there's also a piece of software called Companion that you can use as middleware to control other devices. The Stream Deck is connected via USB to a computer. Which computer the Elegato Stream Deck is con connected to depends on your situation. For the way my system is set up, I have it connected to a presentation computer that's running QLab that I'll get to in a minute. That allows it to send a MIDI note to QLab. It also allows it to send open sound control to the ATM. It allows me to do a couple different things and it's intuitive for mine. Yours might be a little different. I've alluded to a presentation laptop. My presentation laptop's a little different than the way most people think about it. I actually have it set up using QLab, which is software designed for theater and for both show control and random access to allow control of the system. And it has some unique features. It can take a MIDI note from the Elegato Stream Deck and then it can spit out an open sound command to the ATM Mini. It also has the ability to send out, uh, to play a WAV file. It also has the ability to trigger video. It can also control lights if you want it to. The level of complexity and power you can get from QLab is up to which licenses you buy. And you can both rent a license by the day or buy a license for all time. And the more licenses you have, the more power you have. Uh, I use it with some basic math to do video effects so that I can put in a countdown timer if I want, and I can trigger that from, uh, from the actual QLab, and it does the math in real time. I can have it update the date if I want. I also have the ability to send out multiple video outputs from it. So I can send out my lower third and my background from the same system. So it gives me a lot of freedom and flexibility beyond just the typical uh, use of using a computer. In my opinion, it gives you an extra hand. It could be something as simple as setting up a time of day trigger that will turn on your pre-roll saying the presentation will begin shortly. So that goes into input number one of my HDMI of the ATM. The second input is what I'm actually talking to you now through. It is a camcorder. The camcorder is set up directly with an HDMI clean output. Uh, most of the Canons have this right now. I went with the camcorder because one of the things I didn't like about the built-in computer webcams was I could not control the depth of field or how wide of a focus it had. With this one, I can control that. I also have the advantage of I am recording this in the camcorder as well as in my software. So I have both available to me if needed. This is a Vixia uh, camcorder. It's 1920 by 1080, which is what the ATM Mini does. I bought it as a refurb, so it was about $150. I need an HDMI output cable to connect it. That was, I think, $10, including the adapter. 
but it gave me that freedom and flexibility. Now, when you start looking at the price, this Fixia camera comes in very close to buying a high-end webcam. Above that, you'll see I have a GoPro camera. I actually have two of them. Uh, originally, this was gonna be an overhead shot of me drawing this out on a whiteboard. As you look down, because it's small enough, I can place it overhead, run the cable, or record it, and use that. Or I can have it as a high angle showing my whiteboard if I want to. It sounds odd, but if you're in a meeting all day, sometimes just having a separate video signal can become nice. I also have the ability to bring in my digital uh, single lens reflex camera, DSLR. This is a nice feature, it's also a Canon. I have a couple high-end models, a couple of lenses. This I don't use very often, but if I need to, I can hook up still yet another camera into my system. Now this might seem excessive, but I might not hook up that camera. I might use a BrightSign player. I might use Apple TV. I might use a ClickShare. I might hook up another computer. There are a lot of options I have because of the ATM Mini. Now if you notice, I have a monitor connected to the program output or the monitor output or a pass-through from the ATM Mini. The one thing I don't like about the ATM Mini is that I can only see one picture at a time. The newer units will give you a quad combined as well as your meters and other items as well. But this gives me enough to see what I'm doing. It makes sure that what I think is going out is going out because I can now have a confidence monitor. It lets me set up my green screen and my chroma key. It's a nice feature. I also use it for a couple other things such as monitor has two HDMI inputs, I can queue up another laptop. It gives you some freedom. Now, if you notice, there's also a presentation, or sorry, a web software computer. This is what I'm running the conference software on. It's sitting idly not being taxed as heavily because I'm doing all of the heavy lifting through the ATM Mini and QLab. This allows it to just be used as a regular computer. I don't have to worry about sharing content, do any of those things with it, which makes it run happier. In my case, it happens to be a Mac. It could be a Windows machine. It could be almost anything. Now, the last part is the audio. If you notice, I have a microphone running into a Soundcraft mixer. Yes, I got it when I worked at Harman. It's what I had around. It's also network controllable. It also has a foot switch on it that I use to mute the microphone. I also commute it from the ATM Mini. I also commute it from the Stream Deck. But these are all tied together on the same network, so it gives me a few different options. The reason I like using the mixer is that I can put a gate in, I put in a de-esser, I put in a little bit of dynamics, and I can have the whole system sounding a little better. And I find it helps with some of the background noise, such as just putting in a high pass filter helps quite a bit. So that's my basic system. And as you see, I have some HDMI cables, couple audio cables, a couple ethernet cables, an ethernet switch,
but everything's running simply and easily. What I've also done is set up my home office to also be my studio and meeting space. So I have lights mounted above my desk that shine back. I have a ring light off to my left a little bit to, give, to fill in my eyes a little bit. And I also have multiple microphones kind of hidden away. I have a Shure lens hopper, which I like because I can just use it and point it at myself. I also have a Shure SM7B. I have AKG microphones. I have a large selection depending on what I'm doing. But this just starts to give you an idea of some of the things you can do. When, I, when we were playing, when we had Navy happy hour and we were playing trivia, I would put stuff behind me. The fact that I was able to control it quickly and easily gave me a lot of flexibility. And sometimes you just need that little bit of humor of playing the Jeopardy theme when someone's thinking or a wrong sound getting a buzzer. So hopefully this has been helpful. I will put more information in the show notes and on the blog, including the block diagram I've been showing, so that you can look at it and follow along. Obviously, if you have questions, please leave comments. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can go to advises.com and see what's going on there. Thanks a lot for spending the time with me. Hopefully, this has been enjoyable. Hopefully, you've learned something along the way. Hopefully, you'll come back next week. I'm going to have an interview, talk with one of my friends about how we as AV people can help them as they create new experiences in theme parks and in buildings. And until next week, peace and good health. Project Bradford is a production of Advisist Group LLC and is distributed by AV Nation Media. Project Bradford is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike non-commercial license. Music by Kim Bookbinder is excluded from our Creative Commons license. Uh, so I'm going to start relatively simply uh, by just saying the center of my system. Looking here do not necessarily reflect the views of Ifat Shardy. There. The Vat Ch Chowdhury, Ifat Chowdhury. The views and comments I make here do not necessarily reflect that. Uh,